0: this time on Culture Files, some beats and associated floating 3D projections. Max Cooper is a Belfast-born producer, artist and experienced scientist whose prodigious career in electronic music has run in tandem with his ongoing experiments to discover what's good to look at while listening to music such as the collection of Athenian bangers gathered in his album Live at the Acropolis, where in 2021 he became the first techno artist to play. He spoke to Culture Files' Quaylan McNamara about sound and vision. My name's Max
1: Cooper. I'm a musician, but I do a lot of projects with software developers and scientists and architects, and I love doing sort of uh, scientifically-related audiovisual or installation projects that cross over and have a music element to them, but also ideas and visual parts and physical parts a lot of the time. So, yeah, I do a lot of interdisciplinary collaborations, I guess for my live shows, you know, they're a big jumble of all sorts of things, you know, all different bits of albums. The challenge of my live shows is always, like, how do I spin all these different visual and musical projects together into something that people enjoy? It's got to, you know, that's the number one thing. Um, something that works for the acoustics of the space, something that works for the time of day, something that works for what country I'm playing in. But then also how do I join them all into a narrative that makes sense? You know, how do I tell a visual story, tell a musical story? Each show, I'll I'll try and figure out how I can use lots of projectors and lots of semi-transparent screens to sort of fill the space and work with the architecture and turn, you know, each venue into a bit of a sort of art installation, rave, crossover thing. i also do you know special audio like 3d audio shows as well for example my show in london this coming weekend is is, you know using 3d sound as well so things get a bit (laughs) confusing whenever there's 3d sound but usually you know it's fairly rare for there to be special audio as well as the 3d visual so for example my recent album unspoken words i worked in dolby atmos at stringenton studio and we took every piece of music and every sound and every piece of music and said, okay, where is the sound in a space? How do all the sounds move together at like a big, weird, living alien? So you've got all these sounds interacting in a model 3D space, a bit like, uh, you know, in Unity or Unreal or whatever, these systems people use to build 3D models for games. You work in a sort of that same environment, similar to a 3D environment, where you're programming sounds and how they interact. You can render it into a physical space where the, the decoder are basically able to say, okay, there's a sound on the left-hand side of the space. I'm going to send it to this particular speaker on the left-hand side of the room. Or there's a sound above. I'm going to send it to this speaker. Or there's a sound between the speakers. I'm going to send it a bit to both of them. Um, you know, there, there's different ways of decoding that three-dimensional information. Generally, I'll have I'll have a, a visual, an overall visual theme that I'm working with for an album, and then I'll think, okay, this chapter is going to be about this thing. What should that sound like? What what will it look like? And if it looks like that, what should the music be to accompany it? So I'm sort of scoring to this imaginary film that doesn't exist. And then I'll I'll, I'll send those ideas and the musical ideas to whichever visual artist is interested in working with me but who also has the right type of visual approach to to fulfil that particular chapter. Um, And then they'll send some visual ideas back and then I'll change the music and we'll bounce things back and forth. But, yeah, the idea is you know, come first, but then there's always bits of music and bits of visuals that sort of come in different orders. I often rely on the first ever audiovisual project I did, this Emergence album, where I have the, it had this sort of grand scientific narrative from, like, um, natural law, the sort of birth, or the, the sort of foundations of natural law, what do they look like, you know, symmetry and waves and the distribution of the primes and, you know, these sort of building blocks of mathematics and science. And then going into, like, early you know the early universe and the birth of the universe and you know star formation planet formation all these sort of things and then early life and then you know the evolution of life and complexity and you know so it's an emergent story it's this grand scientific narrative i often still use that overall overarching story to structure the shows even though i've done loads of other projects since then they can usually always fit into that narrative somewhere or another so i I try and that's the most common narrative i work with i try and tell some visual narrative and then and also having the music evolving and developing alongside that so whenever humans arrive and there's all these visualizations of society that's usually when the sort of brutal techno comes out and it all starts getting more hectic because you know that's it fits the the narrative visually um so yeah that's that's the thought process behind the show really Um, there's many factors but uh, that's how i approach it some of the most fun things that shows I've done are just, you know, you just know you've got a couple of protectors, and you just turn up and you think, OK, where can we fire these? It looks good. And let's fire let's fire one over there, one over there, and, you know, that, that's how it started. And then over the years, I've become a little bit more specific about what protectors and where we should be firing them, but really it just came from experimenting and finding that actually... It's it's great. Most of the, it's it, it's hard to get it wrong. Almost a little bit. It's, it just looks cool when you fire a projector at some weird wonky wall or a bit of architecture, and all these images move. You know, these a lot of the time, you know, sort of science-y technical images moving in weird ways over these different surfaces. I love the way light and surfaces interact. As the surfaces are, you know, if they're not, if they're if they're uneven, um, which also was great at the Acropolis, because there was this, you know, in the Herodos Atticus Theatre at the back of the stage, of this huge ancient monument all these crumbling stones and stuff and having all the imagery sort of moving over those surfaces was, you know, really special. So I just, you know, I've just found over the years that just project just firing projectors onto stuff is, you know, is a great way to make you know, build an atmosphere essentially. What do I hope that people feel after the show? I hope that they, you know, find something that stimulated thoughts and ideas and feelings. You know, I hope that it was you know, moments where it was challenging. Uh, and moments where it was beautiful and overall that they come out with it, you know, with some being curious and maybe having found something that they didn't know about, you know, emotionally before or, you know, visually, just, you know, having experienced something a bit different. I'd rather have some moments that people don't enjoy so that there's some moments that they haven't heard before rather than having it all sort of, all enjoyable but all you know, within a box. I like to push things a little bit and make some moments where it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but on the flip side, getting something new.
0: Sone Lumiere specialist Max Cooper there, and the reporter was Qualen McNamara. And you can get the full 3 d AV experience on Saturday, January 13th at the National Concert Hall, Dublin. NCH.ie are the letters you need now.